three guys you never heard of learn how to wrestle. Mm. Uh, this is three guys you never heard of. Who learned to eat peanut butter with a stick. Oh, you're not Dave. I'm not Dave. Oh, who are you? My name is Gwen. I'm one of the wives. Oh, right on. Uh, Gwen is joining us because Dave had uh, work issues come up and couldn't make it. And we also chose to watch another one of these like art house movies that has a super limited release. Yeah. And I love art house movies. That's true. So I'm in it. So it worked out. Yeah. So it didn't work out. This is the podcast where the fact that you're listening to it it means that it doesn't work the title or something i don't know what he says that's okay that's perfect that's that's great (laughs) right uh some of us have beards now some of us don't it's okay we're all still weird we all are still weird that's true i'm scott i'm duran and i'm gwen and we're gonna talk about peanut butter falcon today but first uh what are your guys's wrestling names that's a good one I even knew this was coming, and I don't have one prepared. We discussed this last night. I know. Um, I feel like you have to start, yeah. Scott. So my, my wrestling name is the Refried Bean Gorilla. Oh my gosh, that's good. I thought about it for a little bit. You just fart on people. It's <laughs> brutal. Are you are you sticking with a food animal? I, I tried to. Initially, I tried to like tie it into my week, but I, that was too hard for me to like actually try to get that connection. Gotcha. I just like refried beans. I also feel like I'm oddly qualified for this podcast because I watched the show Glow, and so I know some things about wrestling now. Do you? I do. What are your What are your wrestling credentials, Gwen? Well, I know that there's like the bad guy in wrestling is called a heel, and that that's probably what I would want to be. The bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy. Um, Even though I got a good guy heart. There it is. Good. Uh, do you know who? What is his name? Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know as, as much as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. <laughs> the heel and the okay. And you're allowed to have chairs. Just folding chairs appear. Randomly. And tables. And tables. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Do you have your name? Uh, I think you need to go. Yes. Yeah, you thought about You've it. You've had more time than I. You've had like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm still just going to pull this out of nowhere. It's okay. I feel like I would be the scrappy marsupial. Scrappy marsupial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And my thing would be, like, I would just, like, pop up somewhere and, like, pull something out of a pouch <laughs> or, like, my corner, you know, and then hit them and then, like, disappear. So you're, you're like, you're the pop-up sucker punch runaway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're almost like a, a heel sidekick. Yeah, that's what that's what I um, long for, is to be a sidekick in someone else's story. <laughs> Wrestling's the fake one, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Maybe I do know more about wrestling than you do. Which, like, you say fake, but I think even in the movie they did a good job of showing that first wrestling match yeah. that's going on. Like, those guys are actually hitting each other. Yeah. yeah. That's real blood. Those are real injuries. Uh, it's just that both of them are aware of what's going to happen yeah. and who's going to swing when who's gonna get hurt those types of things mm-hmm. fake is the wrong word how about choreographed yeah choreographed yeah because for the most part they're getting hurt mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's still very physical it's still very yeah 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 i i wouldn't want to do that no not at all Jane, you got anything um are you gonna be the cookie monster the cookie monster i am wearing that shirt today uh i was actually gonna say pectoral monster 
just to follow in line with what we've already discussed. The pectoral beast. The pectoral beast. Uh, so yeah, we watched Peanut Butter Falcon last night. All of us, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not together. Duran watched it directly after Gwen and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fresh in our mind. How was your post-movie viewing experience together? So weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh. And I told Gwen going into it that like, we couldn't talk. And I talked about the first time you and I watched. Was yeah. it Venom? Venom. Yeah. The first movie, the very we, first movie we did. did. Yeah. And it was really hard for Gwen. It was really hard. We left the theater and then walked to go get food. And when we were walking to get food, we ran into Liz and Duran. And that entire walk, Gwen was... I was like... Trying to process, but not... I was trying to process and, like, think of specific things from the movie. But then I was also, like, there was, um, like, parallel things I wanted to talk about. So I was like, can I talk about this thing? And he was like, no. Nope, nope, nope. And nope. I was like, I have nothing to say to this man anymore. Yep. Like, this is the yeah. only thing. Just silence. If yeah. you're ever looking to have just to create an awkward environment without talking, uh-huh. go see a movie with someone with and commit to leaving that theater and not talking about anything related to that movie. Mm-hmm. Especially watching a movie that has such, like, obvious talking points. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Which I feel is that most of our movies would fit into that. But like, Except for Waterboy. Well, even Waterboy, like, you could complain about. You can complain about. Yeah, complaining about yeah, different. Yeah, like, you can just... But there are movies that you can go see that are just so forgettable. Like That's true. Kind of like, uh... Redbird? No. <laughs> no. Uh, upwards? Up, down? What's the movie you saw sometimes? The Upside. Oh. Right. Yeah. Like, it feels like, well, I was okay with it. I still don't know if I really want to talk about it that much afterwards. I don't. <laughs> Let's talk about it now. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was it was awkward. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. I think it was more uncomfortable for you than it was for me, because in my head I've like committed you, to the yeah. the thing. Well, you've done that now with three people, because you and Dave went and saw one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were more used to it. Yeah, that was Gwen's first experience. Yeah, that's why I said I challenge people to yeah. try to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's weird and it's uncomfortable. And, but to be fair, the payoff is right now, right? Like what right. we're gonna get into will be worth it. Yeah, that's yeah. You know that pro- the experiment with kids where it's like. You can give them the the marshmallow. You give them a marshmallow right away. Or if they wait, they can have like seven marshmallows. Yeah. I'm the shove that first marshmallow into the mouth kind of person. All right. We saw it's the peanut butter falcon. That's true. Or TPBF? TPBF. I like PBF better, but... PBF. Yeah. The the peanut butter falcon. Lots of movies have the on them. Yeah, true. Like, it's the art of self-defense, not just art of self-defense. Yeah. But no one calls us in the that. long time ago, and or once upon a time in Hollywood. I'm joking. You're right. <laughs> you're you're right, and I don't ever <laughs> say it. But, yeah. Um, the Avengers. Actually, that works. I think it is the Avengers. Not the Avengers in game. The Avengers Infinity War. No, I just seen the first one. Oh yeah, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Peanut Butter Falcon. The Peanut Butter Falcon is categorized as adventure comedy drama. I agree with all those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it came out technically on August 9th with a limited release, and they didn't list a wide release anywhere. <laughs> but functionally. Except, except that next Thursday it has a release in Portugal. Interesting. Nice. Um, directed by, directed and written by Tyler Nilsson and Mike Schwartz. Um, both of them have only done small 
shorts or documentaries. They've both done several Alex Honnold documentaries, which I thought was super interesting. Who's Alex Honnold? Yeah. He's the free climber. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. They, so they didn't do the... The big one. The big one. Yeah. Um, but they've done other short... They've done short documentaries and longer documentaries on him. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Which, can we pause for a second and talk about how we feel about Shia LaBeouf? I will say that I was an Even Stevens fan, so I was pro Shia. Yeah. And then he appeared to go a little wonky later in life, and mm-hmm. so then I was a little anti-Shia. And then he was in the Sia music video, which I felt uncomfortable about, because it was just... I don't know, I just didn't... Fi- but then... This is way too much information, but I'm pro Shia. Okay. Yeah. Train. Um, I don't know if I've ever been anti Shia, but I definitely recognize that he is a weird guy and mm-hmm. that he's got his own unique opinions on things. Yeah. And he's willing to voice and act on those opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people in Hollywood avoid doing. Sure. Because they don't want to don't alienate out. any particular fan base. Yeah. But I think that he's perfectly fine doing that. Yeah. If it's something that he believes in. Yeah. What was the project he did where he's like stood in front of a wall? Yeah, they will not divide us. Oh. Yeah. Which has an amazing story. I forgot. Yeah. I want to see this American Life or Radio Lab or someone did a like a radio story on it that's very good. Yeah. Uh, that talks through all of the stuff around it and the people that were harassing him about it. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. What all I can think of right now is Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever. Yeah. I can't really think of other... So I he was in the Transformer movies. Oh, true, yeah. Um, he was Disturbia. in... Disturbia. Disturbia. He was in okay. Fury, yeah. which yeah. I think is one of my favorite Shire roles. Yeah. Even including this film. Yeah. Uh, he just did such a great job in Fury. And then I think he's been in other larger stuff between Fury and this. Yeah. He's also in a couple of Disney movies. Yeah. Disney originals. As a younger person? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like elementary to late middle school age maybe early high school age okay yeah 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 but he's been doing this for a while oh yeah yeah i mean he started as a child actor yeah uh we got dakota johnson who was in 50 shades of gray oh she was the main yeah i guess protagonist i don't really know she was the main female in 50 shades Mm -hmm. yeah she's not gray but she's the other gray's uh, object of desire i guess so i don't actually know I i've never seen i have not read or seen the movie <laughs> me either um, i just know it's about banging <laughs> and we got zach gotsagen gotsagen mm-hmm. uh which Gotsagen. is his uh actorial uh debut. premiere right debut yeah debut fine whatever i don't know it's yes. his first one it's yep. an introducing yeah zach yeah g um, we got John Hawks for Duncan, and I feel the rest of them don't really matter that much. Well, oh, Thomas rude. Hayden Thomas Church. Thomas Hayden Church has been in lots of stuff. Bruce Dern. How how much is Thomas Hayden? Church and then been Jake in? Roberts. I went on a whole tangent on Jake Roberts. That's true. That's he did. true. Come That's on. Scores. Um, Scores. Real high on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a ninety-four. Audience gave it a ninety-nine. 99. I, I think though. I think though that with it being a limited release, that changes things. Yeah, because wasn't Art of Self Defense pretty high too? It was ninety nine or a hundred yeah. until it had its wide release. Yeah. So I'm guessing that number plummets after this weekend. Yeah, um, and it may be and like, not plummets, plummets, yeah, but, but and it may be a, a Black Panther kind of 
situation too. I don't necessarily want to paint Black Panther with a broad brush that covers this as well, but where people are not willing to uh, say bad things about a movie that is kind of calling out culture saying bad things about mm. certain sets of people, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily true about Black Panther, but I feel as though some people might argue that way in terms of like, I hope people don't want to say anything bad about it because then you're going to be that one guy that said that like this touchstone film for uh, you know black representation is bad, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. When Dave saw that movie before me and he <laughs> gave it a mediocre review, I coined him as a racist yeah. right then and there. We didn't even get through the scores. Okay, yeah. IMDb 7.7 out of 10. Which is pretty good. Mm. Metacritic, 69, cinema score, nothing, because it's an art yeah. house. Built. Tour, and I was going to make a... There might be a cinema score after this weekend. Were you going to make a joke? Yeah. Well, What's the joke? About 69? Nice. Nice. Good. I'm glad that we need Gwen to come on to That's make sex jokes. That's pretty meta. <laughs> well, I mean, you just rolled past him. I you just rolled cause... past Metacritic. Come on, Gwen. If you're going to make jokes, you got to... I'm sorry. Duran set you up. Okay, as of August 22nd, this has made $719,000. That's more than I make. That's more than <laughs> I make, too. Yep. <laughs> also more than I make. But let's, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about Dave. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Um, but just thinking about like, what we got. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We got 10 people just on this, I assume, condensed cast list. And like that's less than a hundred thousand dollars for each of them, which isn't necessarily surprising because I'm. I'd be surprised if Mick Foley made a lot of money on this film. I mean, Shia has to go home with at least five hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 Probably five hundred. Yeah. yeah. But it also wouldn't surprise me, given the nature of it, that he wouldn't get that much. Gosh. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know too much about him. But I, I feel as though, like, same with Art of Self-Defense, I don't think this movie was made to make money. Yeah. I think this movie was made to tell a story. And to fall in love with Shia LaBeouf. True. Um, yeah, because I think that, yeah, comparing it to Art of Self-Defense, which I know, Gwen, you haven't seen yet. Um, I've seen the previews. Yeah. But, I get it. But Jesse Eisenberg, I don't think, was he, doing that to make money. Yeah. No. He was doing because he wanted to tell the story that he told, and I think this fits... Yeah, I don't want to ascribe too much. I think when you're talking about any art house film, yeah. the actors that get involved are doing so not because of the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a platform thing. They're telling a story there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. making their voices heard. Well, very cool. Making their voices heard. Uh, how much? If you were it's to go make, <laughs> if you were to make this movie, uh, how much do you think it would have cost? Um, there's not really too many special effects. There's some pretty intense camera work. You get a drone at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they didn't film in like a high priced area. Yeah. You know, like that's true. It probably didn't cost them a ton for location. For location. Yeah, that's true. And there's not that I mean there's even even with there's not that many actors in the film. Mm-hmm. Right? There it's pretty pretty condensed and the sets are all pretty just natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And costuming wasn't a just undies. Just white tighties. Get it. Yeah. Six pack at Target, you're good to go. Uh, and the shirt that everyone wore. What? I should say everyone. I assumed uh, Tyler wore the shirt that he gave Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
Eleanor, Eleanor wore, it. wore it too when they were swimming. I didn't see that. Yeah, when she was jumping in the water, which also seems a little. I'm gonna laugh at myself, but that seems a little unbelievable that she would like get down to her skivvies and go jump in a river with her essentially client, her patient, and some random person that she accused of kidnapping. I mean, she also got on a raft not knowing how far or how long she would be on it. That's true. Just like when would you, in a day that you met someone, Mm -hmm. uh, strip down to your undies to jump in a river. Okay, no. Or the ocean, I guess. Oh, that's the ocean. No, Uh, but I think that there... Joke jokes? No, I wouldn't, because earlier in that day, he also hit on her in a really awkward way. Which way? And... Like he was what, only a hundred percent respectful to her. I'm being yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in if we're like actually like diving into it more, like I think that she was in a really vulnerable state too, because yeah. like you find out that like her husband died and she's a widow and she has this job that she cares about the patients, but obviously doesn't like the the structure yeah. of it, right? Like she has issues with her boss and um I think that she's just trying to figure out where her place is. So I think that in that regards, kind of going off the deep end and jumping off a mm-hmm. a raft or whatever they were on at that time doesn't seem too out of norm. Yeah. Yeah. But needless to say, the budget is probably low. Yeah. Based on that, the budget is well, low. What, what <laughs> I think angry you're getting at, we want to get into now, which yeah. is our thoughts and opinions. Thumbs. Thumbs. When you prepared for thumbs, mm-hmm. I did tell Gwen ahead of time that she couldn't do any silly stuff with thumbs. Yeah, no, it's up, middle, down. I got up, it. Up, middle, down. I don't, I'm not worried about her. No. <laughs> Duran's looking at me right now. Yeah, you're the only one that's gone that's deviated. Uh, hasn't Dave deviated? I don't think Am he. I, the only I don't think he deviated until you deviated. Dang it! I'm the trendsetter. You're the trendsetter. You have to be a leader. Three, two, one. Hey! Hey! Three, hey. three up thumbs. Yes, yeah, three up thumbs. <laughs> We all have, too. <laughs> That's not that surprising to me. I no. figured that would be yeah. the case. Because it was a heartwarming tale of love and friendship. <laughs> um, and I did cry. During the movie? During and after. Oh, I cried after the movie. Yeah. So, okay. Really? Let me tell you this story. I did and not I'm cry. probably going to start crying as I tell it. It's we... a pre... It's, it's, it's related to the movie, but also... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to the theater... Which the theater that we go to uh, is downtown. It's in a big mall, so we parked in the parking garage. Yeah. Uh, we got on the elevator, and as we walked into the elevator, I noticed that one of the people in the elevator was wearing a shirt that I have. It's a sh- an old navy shirt with flamingos on it. It's very noticeable. And I was like, "Oh, nice shirt!" And as I said it, I realized that the person I was talking to—I'm going to make some assumptions—has Down syndrome, uh, and he was with—I—I I I think it's his mom. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm assuming I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I'm assuming it's his mom who was uh, with him, and, you know, we, we had a conversation in the elevator about how cool the shirt was, and I was like, I have the same shirt, I love it, whatever. Um, and so we get off, and we, we find out that, like, as we're getting our tickets, that they're also going to the movie. And so we get into the theater, and we sit down, uh, and uh, this, I also don't know how old he is. If I'd I had to guess, he's a teenager. Teens, yeah. If not, like, early 20s. Yeah. Um, he meets up with another friend who also has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So it's two uh, children and their two parents going to see this movie. Two and, teens, two parents. Yeah, and when they walk in, the mom sees us again and is like, oh, we swear we're not following you, right? We make a joke about it. 
So we, we watch it, and after the movie... Or was it during the movie? It was during the movie. What what part was it at the part where uh, he said where where Zach said I have Down syndrome, like I'm a Down syndrome person. Yeah, he says I'm a Down syndrome person, and um, Shia LaBeouf starts saying, like, I think it was right after Shia said, like, I don't care about that. That that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. He, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he said like he's like me. Like he said that in the theater, and it was just like. Oh my gosh. Like, that's just like right in the chest hole, right? Yeah. Like, that's. And then afterwards, I talked to him and I was just like, How's the movie? Do you like it? And he was like, Oh, I loved it. And he's like, Yeah, that scene. And he did the thing where, yeah. where Zach lifts the guy up and throws it. He was like all jazzed about it. And just like as they were leaving, he was like super stoked and he was doing the like muscle stuff as he was yeah. leaving. It was just like, Oh my. Like, how exciting to see. Just like that level of just connection, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we can watch that movie and we can be like, oh yeah, that's a heartwarming yeah. tale of friendship, right? And kind of just an adventure. But like we also get to watch all kinds of movies where yeah. Yeah. we feel like we're represented by the characters. Yeah. And just how excited that guy was to just be like, that's me, right? Like yeah. that's that's a story about me. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh and, and yeah, I I just love the fact that the movie didn't the movie obviously addressed issues of how society views people with non-normal, I want to say ability, but that's not even the right word, right? Yeah. Just non-normal uh, conditions. Yeah. And how much it didn't pander to that and how much it didn't accept that judgment either, right? Yeah. Like Shia as a character has no... Right, they have that whole scene where like they're laying on the beach and he's just like, no, you're... Like, you're a good guy. You're a person. Like, yeah. you're... Whatever happened in your past doesn't matter. It's what's in your heart, right? That mm-hmm. whole scene was just like, oh. Like, same same with Artist Help Defense, right? Like, if everyone just watched this and, like, could really engage with it, it would be awesome. Yeah. Even the first scene where the... Or, I won't say the first scene, but the, the scene on the dock, uh, or on the, the diving structure, right? When the kid says the R word for the first time, and I was like, oh. And Shia just comes and, like, Separate unapologetically punch. just, like, punches him in the face and then dives in. Everyone That's... clapped in the theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was powerful. Oh, man, I love when kids get hit in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. I do. Favorite. Yeah. This is a very satisfying scene. Yeah. Just to, not not that I enjoy kids getting beat up, but kids that deserve it. But yeah. if you're going to be a it's punk. very cathartic. Yeah. Part of the, part of the um, negative. Talk shit, get hit. Yeah. Talk shit, get hit. That's yeah. so That's good. good. Uh, so, so uh, favorite things, Gwen, what was your favorite thing about the movie? Oh, gosh. What were you most jazzed Come back about? to me. Okay, Dryden, what was your favorite thing? I mean, we all liked it, so yeah, we can get into nitpicking it later, but... Um, I mean, I why'd think... You, why'd you like it? Mm. I think they established very early on when Tyler, a.k.a. Shia, and Zach are walking through the cornfields, mm-hmm. and... I think that's when Zach first says, I'm a Down Syndrome person. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler says, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It does not matter to me. You're slowing me down. If you want to be with me, you got to yeah. keep up. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it really, in reality, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and how like, they formed the connection, not because... Not really because Tyler felt bad for him initially, right? Their first connection when, like, Tyler was stoked about Zach was when he found out that he was, like, on the run, yeah. right? When he goes into the convenience store and yeah. Eleanor's in there and he's like, dude, you're on the lamb, let's go! He's like, we got this thing now, right? Yeah. And I was just like, same thing, right? Like, oh, this yeah. isn't about 
Down syndrome. This is just about characters, right? These yeah. are people, right? Well, and like, I think this can turn into a bigger conversation about equality in general. Yeah. Um, but when uh, Dakota uh, Johnson is like, or Eleanor, is talking to Zach and you know making sure that he's eating and all yeah. that stuff, and Sh- yeah. uh, Tyler's just like. Stop. Like, yeah. stop doing that. He is... I, I did like that scene where they're like, hey, stick your head in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How long can you hold your breath <laughs> on your water? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Exactly. That was, that, when he pulls out the fish, that's probably the... The best part. The yeah. best part of the film. Yeah. 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 I think that's... Cause I think that happens in lots of movies where mm-hmm. someone who's kind of broken or, you know, marginalized meets a character that just says, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. You are a person. You're going to handle yourself... And I'm going to treat you like a real person. Yeah. yeah. And those movies, I love those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is the whole movie, but like the fact that he started in this nursing home, a place where, you know, people are, are not babies, but they're being babies, you know, like they're being taken care of, all of their needs are being met and, um, hopefully, and, um, he is escaping that. And then Tyler just completely like stripping that away from him and being like, you're good. Like you can take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Like I'll give you pockets and stuff. Yeah, but and, like, and one thing I, I am a little hesitant on with this because we were before the movie started. I was kind of joking with him that I would have liked to have interviewed uh, the the guy that we saw in the theater and his mom. The team. But I'd be interested if the mom would have a similar reaction, right? Because she's mm. she seems like in our brief interaction, she was like his caregiver. She was. Yeah. Like, when I first made the comment about his shirt, she was like, what do you say? Like, she was helping him through the social interactions. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's obviously a very concerned person. She puts a lot of, I'm assuming just based on, our, again, our brief interaction, she puts a lot of uh, kind of ownership in her caregivingness. And I feel as though what you just said is a little dangerous because then that means that people who are taking care of these people who mm-hmm. are marginalized um, aren't, like, are holding them back. Or yeah. Are, are, no, and I think that what... Um stops that is uh the scene where he's about to wrestle and it's her and him in the car and they're talking they're like we love him we care about him they don't yeah they don't yeah that's true like it's it's not saying that the caregivers don't love them and aren't taking care of them they just don't need to like uh, they need to give some freedoms yeah to Zach and Zach, that, there were things that Zach needs help with, sure, but there's also things that Zach can yeah, succeed at. Because even at the end, Shia is more aware of what's going on with Saltwater Redneck mm-hmm. than Zach is, and you can tell in that scene where he's talking with uh, Clint, mm-hmm. right? You can tell that he is aware of the fact that it's going to let Zach down, and that Zach's not going to be. He's not going to put together all the pieces mm-hmm. to know what happened, right? And so he sees that vulnerability and yeah. and still tries to do something, right? He's doing the thing that he's blaming Eleanor of doing, which is being heavy-handed and mm-hmm. helping Zach, right? But I think that that my first favorite scene, like my was what um, Duran was talking about in the wood or in the cornfield. Yeah. Um, but the second one is when Tyler was talking to Clint and kind of working through his. Uh, thoughts as he's talking yeah. to Clint and he's like yeah. hey I need you to wave at him because he's really excited I don't know what I'm going to say to him in a little yeah. bit and that sucks but yeah. like y- you could tell that he was standing up there to like make a good impression to Zach but at the same time just like figuring out the situation and just mm-hmm. that um, 
it was just really relatable too to have those situations where you're like, I have to do this thing I don't want to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I need some time mm-hmm. to figure this out. Yeah. And I don't know. It just felt really real to me. Well, and possibly also these caregivers can, instead of identifying with the nursing home, identify with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Tyler is essentially his caregiver by the end of the movie. I don't say caregiver, but right, like Tyler is the person who is protecting him and guiding him mm-hmm. and, and helping him. But still, same thing, allowing him to get drunk and run around in his undies being the peanut butter falcon, right? Like, he's he's enabling the, the life-living part of it, but still being, especially in that scene, a person who is making sacrifices to make sure that Zach's life is better. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, none of us have um, family, or I'm assuming none of us have family with someone with Downs, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I think the fact they... This movie also talks about creating family. Mm, you know, like, mm-hmm. Zach didn't have a family that wanted to take care of him. And Tyler's family, we learn, has um, died. Is, um, is uh, John Brenthal his brother? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought that was true, but I, I didn't. Shane. Yeah. But as soon as he came on stage, I was like, Shane, he's going to die. <laughs> but um, Shane from Walking Dead. Walking Dead. I think everyone knows that. Who knows who John Bernthal is? All right, cool. Um, Yeah, and we learned that her family is gone, too, so the fact they just, like, were able to mishmash this this family together, and um, I don't know. Do you think that the the story and theme of family was either more appropriate or more powerful in this movie than it was in Shazam? Because Shazam was essentially about the same thing, right? Finding family and not your biological... Obviously, very different tone, very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm trying to think through. Um, That's a good connection. The similarities and differences, because I think this one, like Gwen is saying, all three of the the protagonists in this film are have a lack of family due to, you know, some some sort of trauma, right? Like for two of them, it's death, and for Zach, it seems like. Abandonment. Abandonment. Right. Um, which is similar to Shazam mm-hmm. in some senses. Um, but I think it's trickier. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's an element of choice in this movie, and there wasn't really in Shazam. Because they like, were placed in that family. Right? Yeah. Like, what was the main kid? Billy? Yeah. Billy Batson. Billy Batson. Yeah, he was he was forced to be in that household, and mm-hmm. so were the other kids. And it turned out to be a great household with like foster parents who cared yeah. about them. But in this movie, like Tyler did not have to stay with. Um, well, even at the beginning, he's almost trying to get rid of him to shake yeah. him, not, not and, like actively get rid of him. But well, I mean, he leaves him at the diving place and is like, yeah. "Hey, here you go. Like, yeah. I'm gonna it's, go this way." Yeah, I think now that I've had some time to think about it, Shazam mm-hmm. is. Family are the people around you that care about you. Mm-hmm. In this film, it's family are the people that you choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is a subtle difference. Because Tyler difference. does choose to go back. In part of that choosing to go back, right? Because what? why does he turn around? The guy tells him about there being roadblocks and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he's, he's hitchhiking. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. But even My, at that right. point, he didn't have to go back to the diving. He didn't. And I... My thought there is that for that brief moment, he might be thinking they're looking for a guy on his own. Mm. Mm. Why don't I? Oh, why don't yeah. I pick this guy up and that'll give me some cover? 
Yeah. But then it goes from that to them going to the store and him realizing that Zack is also on the lam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems to shift pretty quickly to him being excited about yeah. having yeah. Zack with well, him. Well, and he obviously... I mean, they talk about good person, bad person in this movie, too. But, like, Tyler goes and punches that kid because he calls him the R word and pushes him off the um, the diving board and he can't swim, right? Like, that happened before um, yeah. he found out he was a, on the lam. You know, like, yeah. he obviously is either a good person who has, like, a moral compass or he started caring about Zach beforehand. Well, it's an interesting question, too, in terms of the morality of Tyler, because we obviously see him at the start of the film stealing. Mm-hmm. Granted, it seems like he's also stealing to survive, right? Which is a complicated moral dilemma. Yeah. Right? It seems as though if he's not getting those crap pots, that he is probably not doing great. Yeah. Because um, he's already not doing great. Uh, and then he's also willing to... Well, he got beat up, right? In In response to getting pretty well uh, physically assaulted he then burned the supplies right but mm-hmm. he's he's not a great guy is he I don't know the, the movie doesn't really tell us if he's a good guy or a bad guy other than his actions yeah. with Zach well and yeah. I think that's another thing is like this movie dives into no one is a great guy or a bad guy it's not about like those labels yeah. because I mean yeah, he, Tyler starts off and you're like, oh, that kid's a little, like, walking down the wrong path. But then mm-hmm. you find out that, I mean, he essentially killed his brother by falling asleep at the wheel of mm-hmm. a car. And, well, and, and that's also complicated, too, because that's, yeah, there's some agency there, but that's also not like he killed his brother. Oh, right? no, like not he, at all. And yeah. his brother made a choice which ended with his brother dying. Right, yeah. Right? That's, that's um, a complicated... I think it gets into a point... Especially when Tyler and Zach are talking about Zach being a good guy or a bad guy yeah. in his wrestling persona. Yeah. yeah. Um, about you can choose whether you want to be a good person mm. or a bad person. Yeah. Like, it's something that deep down there are signs of, but it's your actions, it's what you do, it's what you want to do that is what makes you a good person or a bad person. I think Tyler probably thought that he was a bad person. Mm-hmm. I think he. I assume he blames himself for his brother's death and has then thus labeled himself a bad person. And then as he's interacting with Zach and going through all these things, it might be that he has this shift where he realizes that Mm, while he is maybe responsible or feels responsible for his brother's death, that doesn't label him as a bad person Mm -hmm. forever. You can still choose to be a good person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a point. Well, and that you're, you're... It gets a little dangerous, I think, but that your past actions don't define who you yeah. are. Um, well, I, I really liked how they used flashbacks, too. Mm-hmm. Right? They were subtle, and they weren't really heavy-handed, but you still got the feeling of what happened, right? Like, yeah. Even his, like, physical look was a lot brighter. And, like, yeah. he was a lot straighter. He was a lot more, right? He was a lot more clean energetic. Shaven yeah, too. clean-shaven. Yeah. Just everything about those flashbacks was like, oh, he's a lot happier, even yeah. though they don't spend a lot of time in them, even though they don't yeah. spend a lot of time yeah. you know, forcing it on you, you can see... Right, which is just a very cool yeah, use of those. Which okay. is also interesting that Zach doesn't have any flashbacks. Yeah. Right? The only person that has flashbacks is Tyler. And then you have to question then is is Tyler the main character or is Zach the main character? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. So I 
The one scene in particular, because I started thinking about this when Zach lifts mm-hmm. uh, Jake the Snake over his head. Yeah, yeah. My thought is that throughout the film, because we get both their individual perspectives, that they're both narrators. Yep. But when Zach is in that wrestling ring and lifts the guy over his head, it's yep. moments before Tyler gets smacked in the head yeah. with a tire iron. Yeah. So my thought is, Tyler doesn't actually remember any of this. Yes. Yeah. Because he got yeah. his head bashed up. in. Yeah. Which means that basically everything that happens during that part of the wrestling match, yeah. we are getting from Zach's perspective. Yeah. And in yeah, Zach's good perspective, point. Yeah. That's good point. Yeah. he did whatever was called the power slam or yeah. whatever. The death thrower. Yeah. I, that is what I was going to say. Is that like As soon as he comes out in his Falcon um, outfit, like the cardboard outfit, that is when it switches from... Like a joint narrative, or even Tyler's narrative. Yeah, because right, his... right before that, you have the scene where Tyler and Eleanor are in the car, which is mm-hmm. obviously not Zach's right. perspective. Yep. Right. Yeah. So he comes out in the cardboard, and then from that point on, it's it's Zach, it's uh, Zach's perspective. Because even after that, like he gets hit with the tire iron, it goes dark. They're in the hospital. Oh man, um, that was so sad. He, ha- he has the cupcake, the cupcake and blows cake. it out. Which and do you remember he was like I yes, get all you I get yes. you all my birthday wishes and his like meanest thing he could come up with is I'm not inviting you to my birthday, birthday party, party right he's been talking about his birthday for oh, the yeah. entire movie that is so gutting the well, fact that he's had to spend his birthday party in the hospital yeah, waiting but, for his friend to get better right and oh. so even even the part that Zach's not in like um, Eleanor's in the hallway mm-hmm. like you're not with Eleanor you're in yeah, the area true. where, where Zach is yeah. and when they're in the car later and it's her and Zach together like you're focused on Zach and Eleanor and, and Tyler's not even like yeah. there it's when Zach turns back and touches Tyler <laughs> that you realize like oh he didn't die in that yeah oh gosh yeah, it gets yeah. me. It I gets the, me. One one of my only nitpicks is that I I felt as though the end was weird. Like now now that we've just talked about it, I actually really like the ending. But like walking out of the theater, I I didn't really like the fact that he got hit in the head with the tire iron, hmm. and I I didn't really like how tragic the ending was. Because even with that, right? Like I, oh, I don't know how you recover from that. What? Getting hit by the tire iron. iron. Yeah. Right? Someone who's, like, running at you and tries to hit you in the back. Like, you are 100% unaware and can't do anything about it, right? I don't know how you... That's the the whole thing about, like, getting hit in the head with a a glass bottle, right? Like, that most of the time results in someone dying, if not having, like, severe brain damage. Well, I think... It's just, like, super tragic, that's all. Yeah. No, it is. But I think that's another um, moment of their formation of family, too. Yeah, true. Right? Like him getting hit in the tire with a tire iron, like, he's going to have issues after that. Yeah. There's going to be medical things that he needs, and he can't be in this, like, when leadership role yeah. anymore. And they're obviously taking care of him, too, right? Like, Eleanor and Zach are taking right, care of him in the sense that they're taking him to Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, that was Tyler's dream that Eleanor didn't necessarily yeah. need to be a part of. Um um, Zach's dream was in I forget what the town's name is. Aiden. Aiden. Um, but you know they specifically stay with Tyler mm-hmm. and and choose to see his outcome. I mean Eleanor's um, resolution was finding Zach. Zach was going to the wrestling school, and now they have to finish out their journey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, 
I bad things about the movie. There nitpicks. Was, nitpicks. There was one scene where they were on a dock and uh, Tyler and Eleanor were talking and their backs were to the camera and Zach walks up to them. His back is also to the camera and I could not understand a single thing they were saying. Yeah, that's the general nitpick too. I had was... And I, I really liked the setting and I really liked the, the feel, but the accents were a little hard. Occasionally, like, either Tyler or Zach would say something that I wouldn't... Yeah. Like, I, I was, like, deeply interested in the dialogue, because I actually really liked the dialogue overall for the movie, mm-hmm. but there were some scenes where I was like, I don't know what they're saying. Like, I don't... And it, I can't understand what they're... I, I just can't understand what they're saying. And it was more, like, ambient noises were just really, like, loud. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and just the way they were talking. Yeah. Right. And I don't even think that's, like, a Zach having a, a speech impediment, but, like... Tyler's accent in being whatever that like, like southern-ish yeah. backcountry accent which is like really hard to yeah. that Virginia like North Carolina yeah. twang yeah. yeah and mine was only just I understand what you're saying but yeah. mine was when they were faced away I was just like ugh yeah just want to see your and I, I'm a lip reader too so I was like yeah. I just want to see your lips yeah yeah Duran. I don't know if I have like any nitpicks. Yeah. I guess my other one would be I don't understand uh, Sam's um, motivations. Sam, Jake Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, the other for like being aggressive in the ring. Yeah, I mean because the night before, it seems like it seemed like he was a he wasn't Clint and he wasn't like go hung yeah. about this, but he was still part of the training. He was still there. And like, I, I think it's almost a, a, a commentary on the opposite, or I guess the, the wrong-endedness of what Tyler is suggesting, which is like, no, he can do his... Like, he can be a normal person. Yeah. Which is mostly true, and you should, you should certainly approach people who have disabilities like that, but at the same time, like, Sam's motivation is like, no, I'm, I'm going to show you your place by yeah. treating you like a real person. Right, like Sam is overreacting on that and saying like, "No, I'm gonna force it in your face yeah. that you're not supposed to be here." Yeah, because he even says that at one point of like, "I'm just, I'm just," like he signed up for this. Like, yeah, he, he wanted to do this. It's true. You, even though, yeah, yeah, like I think that whole scene is, like you just said, yeah. it's supposed to be, um. A lesson on don't go too far. Yeah. Don't throw them into the real world without, you know... Yeah, without support. Army without. cargo pants that have air blown up in them yeah. so that they have something to float with, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, you know, there's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And that scene is what's showing that. that and I think it also, mm-hmm. uh, on a narrative sense, I think it helps resolve that scene a little more, right? Because if Sam's motivation wasn't that way... Like, how does that fight? <clears throat> that fight's just, like, pretty and flowery at the end. Yeah, I just wouldn't want him yeah. to be the one who's fighting. Yeah. But th- that's all. Oh, you just have, like, a different wrestler yeah, fight. Yeah, I would just have a different yeah. wrestler yeah. fight him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sold on the on your your explanation, but I'm not Yeah. Re- I think it's also it. one of those things where uh, we don't know much about Sam, mm-hmm. but there's a chance that Sam takes this wrestling thing to heart. And he doesn't want to get beat. Mm. Yeah. He's not just going to roll over True. for anyone. Yeah. True. Yeah. So it becomes like a 
you know, a self-esteem, a confidence type thing where yeah. he doesn't care what what Zach has, what, you know, what Zach's dealing with. He's he's still going to do his thing and he's going to try to win the match or whatever. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the boat scene? Duran just brought that up, right? The cargo pants. Because there we get another unreliable narrator, at least from the overhead shots. Right? The, the overhead shots show the boat with Zach in the middle of the boat. Yeah. And then you, you see them move a little bit more and then you see another overhead shot and the boat is more or less the same position on the yeah. screen and Zach is still in front of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, is, the, is that kind of like a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood unreliable narrator thing? I mean, it could just be maybe unreliable narrator, maybe just Tyler's yeah. thoughts. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's He's so worried about that that's... Yeah, that's what he's he's envisioning, is that Zach is right in the middle of that boat. So it doesn't necessarily matter where Zach actually is. That's where Tyler is worried about he is. It's the Tyler version of the throwing. Um, It might be. And I think it's because Zach doesn't know. Yeah. 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 He's kind of oblivious to it, obviously, because he comes out and he's like... That was awesome. He's like, there we go, that's a story. Yeah. Yeah. And then yanks him out of the water (laughs) and just takes off. Just keeps walking. Uh, I did like the montage in the middle of the training, all the training montages actually. Yeah. Like where they're, they're the shooting guns and... and they're yeah, yeah. It was just very cute. Yeah. I did like their use of, um, was it CGI or for what? Maybe not CGI. There was only two scenes where it was like, oh, that didn't actually happen. The where Zach is oh, throwing sure. the guy, yeah. and then when he gets the gun recoil and like flies <laughs> off screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, pushback's a thing, but just it seems... Yeah, it's true. You, you wouldn't it's probably exaggerated. Like lift it off your feet. Yeah. You'd probably fall backwards, but... Yeah. 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 But I did think That's those true. both fit really well with the yeah. story. Yeah. Things you guys want to talk about. I mean, my, my things were in discussing representation. Yeah. yeah. And how I think this movie did that really well. And then my other idea was, or my other kind of concept was, that this story didn't have anything real fancy... Mm-hmm. Right, like I, I feel that the story is pretty bare bones, but how I thought how beautiful it was, and how um, I wish more movies would be as original as this one was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this one obviously is tying from a lot of of historical narratives. Right, they even mentioned like the Mark the, Twain, Mark Twain, Huck Finn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, how fresh the movie felt without seeming so artsy that it was like out there yeah, right? like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really like art house films quote unquote art house films um but the whole movie i was engaged the whole movie i thought was beautiful i felt like i was there the whole movie and i was yeah you know the setting yeah was a unique one yeah, yeah. how often do we get mm-hmm. movies that are based on like the virginia carolina coast yeah yeah especially ones in that kind of like i don't say backwater but right the the non it's not that i mean he it's had the, the outer part. yeah he had yeah, the, the outer banks, banks yeah. hat yeah um and as soon as i saw that like my family my family used to vacation in the outer banks but i mean we weren't in the the um, i mean you were there as tourists we're there as tourists yeah, yeah. yeah so we didn't get to see like actual real life but yeah. it was just very yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like the I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. But but even if you if you boil away all of that, which I thought was amazing and really good, like the story's pretty simple and pretty rudimentary, yeah. and I still thought that was fine. Yeah, like well, because yeah, I think at the heart of it, uh, Tyler Nilsson and Mike Schwartz wanted to write a story about 
about people overcoming, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. preconceived notions yeah. of who they are. I don't know if they went into it thinking, let's do a story about how people with disabilities are just human. Yeah. And they have desires and they don't need to be babied and they can, you know, yeah. they can definitely get along in this world. And how there are real, there are people out there without disabilities that are perhaps more broken mm-hmm. and dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how they can help one another. Yep. I originally yeah. thought the movie was about hope. Um, mm, yeah. And. Yeah, that, that first trailer definitely felt like that. Yeah. Um, well, even like, I think even throughout the film, I was like, oh, Eleanor's hoping to like find Zach and Zach's hoping to go into this wrestling school and just like this, this um, vein of hope, just like pulling the movie along. But I actually don't think it is about that. I think it's more about survival and um, like making the best out of the cards you are dealt. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, certainly because the hope, all, both of those hopes, if you consider Eleanor's hope is to find Zach and then bring Zach back to the home, and Zach's hope is to get to the wrestling school and be a wrestler, both of those are entirely crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Almost instantly. Yeah, and then right? I think about, like, what... And hope's, hope's hard, too, because you have, like, the overarching, like, I hope for a better life, or yeah. I... But um, I don't I don't see Tyler having one, and so I, I mm-hmm. at first it was just, um, you know, maybe he's trying to find what he's hopeful for. But no, I think it is about um, survival and and you know creating a world that works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, even at one point when when Eleanor finally finds. Zach and Tyler, Tyler asked her, what do you want for him? Mm-hmm. And she said, he's not for sale. And he's like, no, what do you want yeah. Yeah, yeah. for him in life? Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't have an answer. Yeah. yeah. And I think at that point, if if she were to ask Tyler, well, what do you want for him? Or what do you want for yourself? He wouldn't necessarily have mm-hmm. an answer either. Well, I think he said, like, I just want to live. Exactly. Like, we just want to go, like, live life, which gets back to the, like, we just want to be. Like, we want to survive. Exist. We just yeah. want to go yeah yeah no i agree with that yeah which which is just a very interesting and again this all ties back into how society likes to compartmentalize and push people who are not normally able into a corner and say like no you belong there right you belong in this certain cast set and we decide what their Mm -hmm. lives are gonna look like yeah um and i think this movie at least um gives an alternate um option like Mm -hmm. Maybe their lives don't look like your lives. Maybe Tyler's life doesn't look like your life or yeah. Eleanor's, but yeah. um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's um, not a valid choice. Yeah. Or I guess option because she didn't really choose things. Eleanor. I mean, she's where she is because well, well, because she wants to. Well, yeah, they don't really go too deep into her character, but she yeah. she's volunteering, so to a certain extent. I mean, it's. Her, and maybe this is my one qualm with yeah. the movie, her joining them. Seems weird. Like, yeah, the keys got thrown in the water. One, you could see where they splashed. Yeah, he didn't yeah, throw yeah. that far. You could go try to find them. Yeah. It, we don't even see her try. She might have. Yeah. Two, she has a cell phone. Yep. At that point, she might still have reception. She mm-hmm. doesn't, she could try to call someone yeah. and figure it out. Um, she doesn't need to go with them on Which, the raft. But, but I, I think that... At that point, she is 
kind of still lost herself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a person. She's mm-hmm. lost. So she just sees a path and she yeah. takes it. Yeah. I think I think she also sees her her life and and Zach's life kind of intertwined, right? Like she she was married, she had I assume like this life that she was excited about and that got taken away from her um by her husband dying and you know try to figure out she's a young person figuring out like what this looks like as a widow in this world and here's zach who also had family like ripped away from him and he's in a situation where he's just trying to like make the best out of it and his best is running away a lot of times but um i think that she just sees them as like soulmates almost do you guys think that it would have been better if they would have developed her character more yeah, I feel like they, them just bringing up that she's a widow when they mm-hmm. did and then not really addressing it any more than that mm-hmm. was, I don't want to say poor writing or... But yeah, it's, but it seems like they're just kind of like, we're just going to leave that there. Yeah, yeah and then, they, they were just like, hey, this is how she fits in. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if the story is from... Tyler and Zach's perspective, yeah. then yeah. that's not part of that. Like, yeah, which is why I ask, right? Because yeah. then does that take away from the larger narrative? Like, do we even care? Yeah, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think what matters is that she is in a situation where it's. Um, so is it? She can sorry, relate. Is it important to have her join the party? Right, like to have her join Zach and Tyler. Is it important to have? I think that? so. I think so because it shows the juxtaposition of uh, Tyler and her relations. A relationship um, compared to, to Zach. Zach, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it, yeah. It allows for that scene on the boat where Tyler's like, "What are you doing? Stop!" Yeah, like she's still there to care for Zach, yeah. but he's saying, yeah. "You're not doing it right." Well, or you're just you're doing it differently than I'm doing it. Yeah, um, and that my way is not unvalid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And I think that scene on the boat actually was more about Tyler than it was about in terms of like how Tyler sees her. Zach. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because she is. At that point, representing how society sees Zach. Mm-hmm. Or at least... Um, the medical community. The, the caregiving uh, community. The caregiving yeah. community. Yeah, okay. Because the kid on the dock is the other society. <laughs> well, you could argue... I mean, even people at the caregiving center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was that one orderly oh, or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. You know, called him the R word. Yeah. Which I'm glad that not... I mean... Not that I'm glad that he did that, but at the same time... Retirement communities, uh, um, nursing homes aren't always positive places, and it's nice to sure. see that that is being acknowledged. I mean, all of the staff members, but Eleanor, were it seems that we're more interested in not so great things, right? Yeah. Like the the operator seemed to be more caring about protecting himself and making money. Yeah. Than... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Other thoughts? I. I have, don't remember. I, okay, so I've been. You've been going seeing a lot of movies because of this True podcast. podcast. Because of the podcast. I mean, fourteen and less than a year. A year. It's a lot. Which is more than my normal. Yeah, um, and True. normally I love going to see movies. And the past couple times, Scott's been like, "Oh, do you want to go see this?" You and I've been just like, "Nah, nah." And even at this one, which I wanted to see, I was just like, oh, "I just don't feel like going to see a movie right now," but. This is the first time I left the theater in a long time thinking, like, oh, gosh, that meant something. Mm. Like, this is mm-hmm. powerful. This isn't, like, the cheap um, Avengers thrill, you know, like, which is a good movie. But, like, mm-hmm. you're going to feel good after people kick ass yeah. for two hours. But, yeah. like, this just, it felt 
important. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way in terms of, and that's what I mean by like, I just like how fresh it felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like it, the throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. it w- made me feel good. Yeah, I thought the dialogue was great, and and I'm I'm a little curious. I would like to hear Zach talk about the experience acting on it. And I'd like to hear Shia talk about the experience acting on it. Yeah. yeah. Because they seem like they had really good chemistry. Yeah. Especially that, like that scene where you're talking about when Zach's like, I'm giving you all my birthday wishes. It's just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And like Shia obviously has to like, like personally respond to that. Yeah. Right. Like that's a very, uh, just an intense scene. Gosh, uh, I forgot about this. Like, I mean, I know I referenced it, but yeah. I didn't remember what it looked like. And then... Just, like, them, like, leaning over and hugging. And, and Shia's, like, like a crying. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And so I'm, I'm curious how much of, like, the dialogue was specifically formed for Zach to give or how much of it was Zach's delivery, right? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Because yeah. I thought that his timing was really good, and I don't know if that was a directorial decision or if that yeah. was just, like, him... Just being him. Being him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's obviously acting as a person with Down syndrome who has Down syndrome, but, like, how much of that was just him being him or how much of that was kind of constructed? Mm-hmm. Either way, I think it's fine, but I, I think that it's very... It'd be interesting to know. Yeah. How, it's very interesting. How things were on the set. Yeah. And how they went about making it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, really good movie. I, yeah, and I, I just, I like how they were not scared to be real and show emotions mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of movies like are popular right now not that this is a popular film but you know like a lot of movies that have a lot of buzz or are you're either getting emotion from like a romance thing or from like we're overcoming this huge monster mm, yeah thing and those just don't feel as real anymore sure yeah um, it's hard to sort of relate no matter how many times you cried during uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Five million. Uh, you're crying because, you know, a character that's grander than life mm-hmm. is is leaving, is passing away. Yeah. And that's Which something... Which seems a lot more like an engineered cry than like a yes. real cry. Yeah. Like that, it's coming from a place of you've created, you've built like a connection to yeah. that character over 500 over movies. however many movies <laughs> um and so you've built significance into mm-hmm. it um but it's different than say a regular human interaction and emotion actually now that we talk about that i think my favorite i mean this is not this movie but i think my favorite part of um all the avenger stuff is the the tony stark spider-man um yeah uh, relationship <laughs> speaking of crying in movies yeah um when cried during I cried a little bit too in Infinity War when. Uh, when spoilers, Peter spoilers, Parker, spoilers. Yeah, we were talking about this. We did in game as an episode. Yeah, but if people didn't listen to it because they didn't see the movie, they better not listen to it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when when. Do you mean in game or Infinity War? Infinity War when when Peter Parker leans on Iron Man and says like I don't want to go. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. But I feel like this movie like dives into the relationship a little bit that sure. Peter and Tony have. You know. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. N- not as that, like, much, but, but kind it's, of protectorate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the difference between you know life and death, yeah. and greater story, and just like yeah. regular old yeah. 
human emotion I care about. You. Well, I think this ties to a conversation we have a lot, which is like stakes. Right? Yeah. We talk a lot with Captain Marvel about like what are the stakes of Captain Marvel. Whereas I think the beautiful thing about this movie is that the stakes you don't have to be convinced of what the stakes mm-hmm. are. It's obvious, right? It's it's the normal person's stakes, right? I can't really relate to Tyler in his life because I've never had to live a life like that, and I can't really relate to. Uh, Eleanor even in that life right like I, the, I don't I don't have that kind of responsibility in taking care of someone I obviously can't directly relate to uh, Zach's experience but at the same time at no point was I confused about like why are they doing what they're doing like I was I was like I got it right. like the whole time we're yep. in superhero every now and then you're like it doesn't matter why they're doing it just yeah, watch the yeah, explosions like, on, oh, t- on the screen yeah, she's flying through yeah. a big ship okay like I guess that makes sense for what's happening doesn't it's also matter. I have never been in a situation where I need to save the human race mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean I have and it was kind of like that but it was like <laughs> a little inflated but that's fine yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Are we good to move on to recommendations? Recommendations. Uh, Can I just make one last comment? Yeah, whoa. I'm yeah. sorry. Bringing it back. Um, I, I pulled it, David. Don't lean into the mic. Don't <laughs> that's, do th- that's what, that know, was my pull in, David. We already talked about how beautiful the film was, but I just I just really want to talk, uh, just mention that I'm a sepia junkie. And the fact oh, that... Oh, they were using some vignette. They were using some Hardcore. heavy vignette and some yeah. beautiful sepia tones throughout that whole entire thing. And yeah. much appreciated. Yeah. The, Mwah, the craftsmanship it. of... We talk a lot about, too about like filmography. And the, the way they used the camera was real good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times I can't watch... I get super motion sick and mm-hmm. like also... If colors are flashing on screens, that bothers me. Yeah. And this one was just like so peaceful that yeah. I could have that yeah. on the TV, like in the background, and just feel like at peace at my house. So. Yeah, the number of like super wide angle horizon uh, shots with both of them either walking or talking or. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, it just it showed you that distance, but at the same time, still the connection and. Yeah. A true art house movie. It's art in, no, in the see, look I would, and I would in the argue, dialogue. Uh, this is my complaint. Like, name another art house movie that you think I like. None. Art of self defense. Art of self defense. Name a different one that I don't like. Gwen knows this better than Duran, but all the others. So I'm, I'm thinking of like, um, what was the one with Batman? No. No. What's his name? Michael Keaton. Is it Michael Keaton? Bird Birdman. Birdman. Do you watch Birdman? Yeah. Would you I consider like, that an art house film? I think it it's on the on the line. I okay. think there's a difference between art house and indie, and I think those two get. Mm, okay, do you consider this one to be indie or art house? I would say more indie. This one. I yeah. uh, Falcon. I hate yeah. all these distinctions because <laughs> I think they at the end of the day it's like. How much did it cost to make, and how much money is it making? And that's what is giving it movies these titles. And that's not what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Then let's scrap it. Yeah. Scrap what? The distinction? Yeah. Because it's just, at the end of the day, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a good movie. People should go see it. Is everyone going to see this like they would a big blockbuster? Mm -hmm. No. Should they? Yeah. Yeah. Should it it win awards? 100%. This is one of the things I was going to say for recommendations. So we've, we've talked about two movies. Uh that we postulated on Art of Self-Defense probably should win some awards, but we didn't think it would because of okay. timing. What do you guys think about this one? Do you think it will be... Uh, it will be nominated. Nominated for Oscars? I don't think it's going to be nominated for anything. I think it's coming out the wrong time of year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And again, and I brought this up when we talked about Art of Self-Defense, 
getting things nominated costs money. Yeah. And time and effort. Yeah. And they might put in, the people involved in this movie yeah. might put in the money and the time and the effort to do it. Yeah. But like th- that's <sighs> a tricky thing. Dakota Johnson's acting I thought was fine. But like both Shia and Zach's acting I thought was... Top notch. Amazing. I also think that Shia is one of those people that has snubbed yeah. the awards. True. Yeah. Yeah. Which Whatever. should not matter yeah. in any way yeah. whatsoever, but it does. Yeah. Because the awards people are, as far as I know, a bunch of old men, <laughs> white men, and they yeah. take... There's politics. There's politics yeah. to it that's super annoying. Yeah. There's other awards, though. Maybe not. Yeah, true. Was it a Sundance film? Uh, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Sundance and Cannes, two different things. Yeah. I think it maybe was the Cannes. Con is in France. Sundance yeah. is in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I think I, uh, just from the trailers, I'm pretty sure it was a film festival type show. Yeah. It was debuted at a film festival. Yeah. One of the fancy ones. Hmm. But yeah, I, I well, so th- th- we kind of talked about this, and this might be a diversion that I don't really care about, but uh, who do you think the main actor is? Right. On this list, Shia is listed first, and Zach is listed actually third. But that's IMDb. I know. Yeah, which is... We have established IMDb as people in random order. Yeah. But even in the film, Zach was at the end of the build characters because they had introducing Zach. Yeah. So even, like, John Bernthal was higher than Zach at the very end of the movie, which I don't know was more of a, like, traditional thing in terms of we're going to put the new guy very last. But, like, is it... Is I, Zach the main character or Shia LaBeouf? This? I think both of them are the main characters. Yeah. I think there's two. So if you were, if you had to pick, would they both be leading roles, yeah. or would they? It would one be a supporting role, uh, or would they both I, be supporting roles? I, I think they're both. Like, if if they went to the Oscars, would they yeah. be nominated for best actor or best supporting actor? I think yeah. both of them. If they were both to be nominated, they would have to be best. I would bet. Actor. I would bet that Zach would get supporting just because of how our world works. But yeah, well, not well it also might be. Yeah. So that's it comes into that thing where when you're vying to get your movie and your people nominated, yep. you kind of pick what category too. Yeah. Yep. So it could be they think Zach has a better shot of winning yeah. a supporting actor role than yeah. a leading actor yeah. role. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on recommendations, though, uh, did Liz like it? Yeah, she liked it a lot. Okay. She actually liked it, and something that we didn't bring up, the music. Oh, I was going to talk about the music, too. Shoot. It was beautiful. It was she such a great music. soundtrack, and I thought it was so great that they used um, um, both more traditional music, but then also, like, um, bluegrassy things from, like, now as well. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful mixture. Great composer. Who was the composer? There wasn't one. Because I don't... I think a lot of it was original songs. Yeah. Um, Any movie that has a scene where the music is part of the scene is a movie I like. There's the scene when he's scaling fish and his boss comes up and, like, turns off the radio. Any movie that does that, I'm going to be a fan of the the sound design. Just because that's such a clean way to bring you into the film. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the music. I... There's the one, I don't know the song, like the, the most popular song in the movie. Yeah. I was a little, uh, I wasn't too stoked about that. I don't know, I think it brings it back to reality too. 
Like, this is a modern movie in a modern time. It just felt like a music video at that point to me. Whatever. That's my qualm. I'm going to use the word qualm a lot today. Qualm. With using... Because that song is not was not written for this movie. Yeah. It's true. just a song that yeah. an artist wrote. And I don't like when movies do that. When they use, like, original artists created work and are like, this fits. That's the only and reason... And they throw it in and it's like lyrics and everything involved. Like, I don't... I think that always pulls me out of movies. I so literally have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's the... I don't know what this... I don't know the lyrics to the song, but it's like a super popular song. Yeah. There's like right smack dad in the middle. Um, If I were to play it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... But it's obviously didn't jarring. bother me very much. Because yeah. I don't that was, remember. That was the reason that Duran didn't like Dave's Aquaman. Aquaboy? Yeah. Oh, Waterboy. Gosh. was because of Africa in the middle of it. That's the only I reason. I do love Africa. Other than Africa, Duran thought it was the best movie ever made. More better than I'm this. scowling right now. <laughs> scowling. Uh, that was the worst moment in that movie, though. Can we agree? No, 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 no. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> Africa. It was when they come out of the into the desert yeah, and it's oh no that's Africa was the uh, yeah wasn't that in the desert that was when they come oh, out it's like some pop like out. yeah is it like a poppy version of Africa it was like a sample yeah it was like oh, a rap oh my sample gosh of, yes of exactly Africa. okay yeah. then yeah that is the worst <laughs> moment in that movie <laughs> and that movie has a lot of potential worst moments and well, it trumped them what was the worst moment in this movie mm, I don't know I know exactly what. I don't think it's actually a bad moment, but just for me, it made me. Yeah. I didn't love it. When he throws up under the oh. thing, and then Shia, like, brings his face, like, really close to him. And I'm like, if someone just puked, I would not bring my face that close well, to him. I understand it was, like, survival time, but yeah. I still would have, like, thrown up myself and been like. That's why. God, I, I have very little opinion about Shia LaBeouf going into this. I just love him. Like I think, acting in this I is think so he good. has reached a point in his career where he cares a yeah. lot about what he about the movies that he's in and yeah. the content that he's creating. Like he just, listens to this podcast, right? Of course. Yeah. Sh- uh, you know who else does? Gal Gadot and I ripped on her once, and I feel really bad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, first of all, sorry, Gal, but also secondly, Shia, we love you. Yeah. Also, yeah. Mikey from Moves with Mikey. Oh, Mikey's for sure. I have I'm sorry, Mikey. I shit on you a lot on this podcast, but we hold you to a high standard. I hold you to a high standard, and you haven't been meeting it recently, so uh, fix it. But Shia, you've exceeded, so yeah. It just because I I can't think of we we talked about this with art of self defense too. I don't know. There are probably some actors. This one's a little more. Uh, I don't want to say cookie cutter. I think there are some more actors that could play this one, but I think that not many. Yeah, would would act in the way that he did. Um, because at no point did I think that he wasn't doing the thing, right? At no point yeah. was I like, oh, they had someone else like swim across the river, or yeah. they had someone else uh, do whatever, right? Like, yeah, it, it very much felt like, oh no, that's just him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Liz liked it. Uh, Gwen, do you think your parents would watch this film and like it? A hundred percent. Yeah, both. A hundred percent, both of them. Um, I think my mom would like it a lot. Um, I think my dad would probably enjoy it, but I don't think he would voluntarily. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't be the one bringing it up to watch it. Sure. I think both my parents would watch it. I think my dad would think it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, like, the, just all the, all the scenes where you have the, like, the dancing and the party, right? Yeah. What's yeah. first real party? 
Yeah. Okay. And I think my mom would like it for the same reason that Gwen mentioned it in terms of like, she, she has, uh, yeah, she spent her life teaching kids and she has a heart for people who are vulnerable and she would see this very much as like a, yeah, this is good. Mm -hmm. Like I wish more people would see this. I do think Dave should watch it. I think Dave would like it. I think Dave would like it. Dave, when you listen to this episode and the whole time you're like, gosh, they're just missing all these buns. That's uh, a good person. I tried to make I tried to make the sixty nine joke. I thought he would appreciate that. He would have because he would have done it. I know. Um, I'm I'm Dave in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think Dave would totally appreciate that movie. Of this is for granting when you can chime in. I know you Please. haven't seen all of them, but mm-hmm. of the movies that we've watched for this podcast, where would you put it? That's super tricky because it's. It's, I know it's very different. It's very different yeah. than any other movie. I would, I mean, the if I, I'm not going to give it an exact rating, but yeah. what I would say is it's like, what, an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes? Yeah. It's, there's hardly, there's nothing wrong with the film. Mm-hmm. If anything, like every part of it is great mm-hmm. or at least good. Yeah. The message is great. Uh, it's super well done. You're gonna be engaged. You're gonna enjoy the entire thing. Do you do you think that the audience score will drop too much? It might. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna drop a ton. <laughs> I think that it's the people that want to watch it are gonna go watch it. Yeah, I think, yeah. and the people that end up watching it are going to enjoy it. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to go and watch this film and come away thinking that they. Wasted their money. True. Or that they were lied to or something. Yeah. I yeah, think, I think everyone that sees this is going to be happy that they saw it. Mm-hmm. That's the Which, recommendation uh, that I have. That's a very interesting thing. Because if you think about that with... Like, that's essentially what, you know, big blockbusters are trying to do. Right? They're trying to be a generic movie that everyone will like. Yeah. And how much they don't hit that. Yeah. How maybe, often they don't. And maybe yeah. it's because they're aiming too high, right? They're They're trying to be grandiose. They're trying to... Yeah, be visually stimulating, whatever, right? But I think it's very interesting. Cause I agree with you that I think this movie is uh, very close to just a perfect film in the sense of like not much we can say negative about it, right? and and tons of positive things. Yeah. 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 Um. Still, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite film that we have watched. Well, of all time, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't. But the fact think that you're that's... even like talking about that it could be your favorite film is pretty that's true yeah. um, I mean I I if someone asked me today even what's my favorite film I don't think it would be in there at all yeah, yeah. but if someone asked me hey did you see yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon I would say yeah if they yeah. asked me is it worth seeing I would say absolutely yes. yeah that's true I, th- I think it's on my uh, top 10 of movies that made you feel Mm, sure. Like it'd be up there, because we kind of talked about this with Widows. That Widows kind of was under the radar a little bit, and we had very little expectations, but we all liked it coming out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't call it forgettable. But at the same time, like I don't know. Like I, I think about like my favorite movies, and like okay, Lord of the Rings. I know Duran likes Lord of the Rings, and Gwyn's Star Wars. It. Or Star Wars. Yeah. Watched. I like Lord of the Rings. Well, I don't want to describe you. I don't want to say that Lord of the Rings is your second favorite movie of all time. I love them Ewoks. <laughs> there it is. Um, right, but but I think, like, is this better than Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy? I don't think so. No, but it's... I think it's just different. It is just different, different target to him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gwen, recommendations. Who do you think would like this movie? Just, like, 
Like what Duran said, right? Big like, sweeping categories yeah. of people. Um, I think that people who are caregivers, like we started talking about mm-hmm. this, people who are caregivers or, um, or even working with a population that might be marginalized should go see this film. Yeah. And I think they'd enjoy this film. People who are feel challenged by those who are different than them should mm. probably see this film. Sure. And that's not just uh, mental capacity challenge, but like no, just, just others. Others, yeah. Yeah. If you struggle with the us versus them, yeah. go see this. What's the movie in the 80s with the boys who go on an adventure? Uh, say... Sandlot? Is no. It, uh, uh, say anything? No. Um, oh, what is that called? Stand Jer- by me. Stand Jerry's. by me. Stand by me. It it gave me st- Stand by Me vibes. Yeah, I could see that. No. I don't think I've seen Stand by Me. Well, whatever. Go watch it real quick and then come back and add okay. a comment that says, "Yeah." Uh, are we ready to move into other recommendations? Classic Wild's coming out on Monday. That's the next time. Monday, the twenty sixth. Ah. Um, I was gonna do a quick shout out to that. I'm also gonna do a shout out to the band Tool. Yeah. Um, did they just release something? Tool heads out there. Um, <laughs> they. Up until like a week and a half ago, none of their stuff was on oh. uh, Spotify or Pandora or anything like that. Now right. it is. You can find them on Spotify, all their albums and everything. And they have a new album coming out like the 30th of this month. Cool. Super is it August? Excited. Yes, yeah. of August. Which because is not too far away. This might not happen till later. Yeah. But yes, so super soon. Very cool. Those are my two things. Nice. Scott, why don't you go ahead and finish? Uh, I have been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go. Because mm. we got a Switch. Oh. And so I've just been loving it. Gwen, what's your... Yeah, what are your media yeah. recommendations? So I have two. One is also music. Um, did you already talk about Darling Side? No. We went to the Sandpoint Festival a couple weekends ago and saw my favorite band, Darling Side. They're a Boston-based band. Um, and they're amazing, and they're, they're a modern folk-ish. Yeah, it's like post folk, like post folk Mumford. It's kind Actually, of like Mumford, yeah. but a little less bluegrassy. I would I would say if you like Mumford, you'd like Darling Side. Yeah, like old Mumford or this new Mumford. Old Mumford. Old Mumford. Good, because new Mumford sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they also listen to the podcast. They also listen. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You Sorry, gotta guys. get your act together. Okay. Yeah. Be more like Darling Side. But anyway, they were here, and that was really exciting. Um, and they have a new CD out. So, what is it called? I don't remember. Good. Um, good promo for them. Yeah, it's real good promo. Um, but they have a song called Heart Again, and it's really good. So, I would highly suggest that. Also, um, if you want to stay on the podcast um, zone... I am very obsessed with crime podcasts, and I've currently been um, re-listening to Criminal. You have been? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I've talked about it. Maybe I have talked about Criminal. I'm almost so, done binging Criminal. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes there are, but I'm down to like 20. Yeah, so it's a... I don't know what station they're on. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Podcast. Um, I don't think they're... They recorded a, a public radio station, but I don't think they're actually... Part of that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Criminal's great, and then I've also been listening, I binged um, The Clearing, which is, um, I think it's Pineapple something, Pineapple Media, but um, it's about the daughter of a serial killer and, like, trying to figure out um, 
what crimes her dad actually committed and what he didn't. Awesome. Uh, this has been three guys you've never heard of and Gwen. Thank you, Gwen, for joining us. You're welcome. Two guys and Gwen. Two guys and Gwen. Uh, Two guys and Gwen. Talking about peanut butter Fal- the Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. If you like the podcast, we have a Twitter and an Instagram and an email and a subreddit and we're on Podbean and a Discord. I'm on the cover of your Podbean site. That's right. You are. If you're curious as to who Gwen is, she's on the That's my face, not Scott's face, but the other one. You can see Scott's face if you scroll up far enough or down. Or if you're on a phone. Yeah, it also depends on what screen resolution you're at. I would say at this point, uh, the first person... The first ten people that email us will get a sticker because we got Ooh, stickers, podcast stickers now. They're nice stickers too. Thank you. Good. They got quality. thumbs on them. Thumbs up. To be fair, you can only thumbs up our podcast. You can't thumbs down. Well, it's we been like, a pleasure. Well, thank you, Gwen. We would also like to thank uh, Kevin McLeod for uh, letting us use his music uh, for the opening uh, of our podcast. Enter the party. Thank you, Kevin. We would like to also thank Gwen That's me. for uh, our lovely uh, bearded artwork. Well, so this has been Three Guys You've Never Heard Of. I'm Scott. I'm Duran. I'm playing David this week. <laughs> Good. My name's Gwen. You guys say your thing now. Call your moms, eat your vegetables, and stay weird. Mm, what's Cl- the last one? Clean out your shaker bottles. Clean, your shaker Clean bottles. out your shaker bottles. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Cool. Do you want me to do it again? No. No. That's fine. We did it. Uh, do you talk to anyone about the podcast? Yeah. Just any feedback? Uh, everyone that I talk to is like, hey, you're on Dave's podcast. <laughs> How dare they? And I'm always like, I'm, yeah, on that podcast. It's not his. It's not the Dave podcast. Yeah. He's really putting, like, making Dave heads a real thing at this point. God. I caught that on the last one. Where he yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Dave heads. Calling out, hey, Dave heads. He said something at the end about, like, I think Dave Hitz will agree that I won this one or something like that. And it's like, well, that's... Well, at least you have a thing. Weird. You know, like, there has to be a hook. You can be Dave. That's fine. Yeah. You two just need a thing now, too. I don't know if we do. Hmm. I'd rather that become... I'd rather they be fans of the podcast <laughs> and not of one of us. Yeah. Um, keeping yeah. my tabs on. I think we should just Big take Willie's this opportunity show. to just shit all over Dave because he's not here. <laughs> what an asshole! Let's just like. <laughs> <laughs>